Lesson number 125, Surah Yusuf, ayah number 58 to 87. وَجَاءَ إِخْوَةُ Yusuf, And the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam came. Why? Where? They came to Egypt. Why did they come? To get food. How many of them? Ten of them. Yusuf alayhi salam had eleven brothers, right? One of them was his full brother, Binyamin. He didn't come. But the other ten, they came. They came to Egypt, فَدَخَلُوا عَلَيْهِ And they entered upon him. They came in front of him. They came to Yusuf salam to get food because he was appointed as a minister over the storehouses. So he was managing them. And that meant that even the distribution of food, Yusuf salam would look after. So all these ten brothers, they came right in front of Yusuf salam, فَعَلَفَهُمْ And he recognized them. وَهُمْ لَهُمْ مُنْكِرُونَ But he was to them unknown. They didn't recognize him. Why is it that he recognized them and they did not recognize him? Because a long time had passed. We were just reflecting over the timeline. It was a good maybe 30 years or something. And Yusuf salam, when he was thrown in the well, he was still young. According to some, he was about 14, 15, 17. According to others, he was 7. And at that time, a child is still growing. He doesn't have facial hair or anything. And as a boy grows up with the beard, the face could be completely different. A boy, he could be small, but now as he grows up as a man, tall, huge, everything different. And also you see, he was living in a different country. His language must be different, his style must be different. They had no idea that this was Yusuf, their brother. And Yusuf recognized them immediately. Why? It was ten of them. He knew their names. He remembered them. They were older than him. And if they were older than him, in those 30 years, they wouldn't have changed that much. So he easily recognized them and they did not recognize him. Now remember that when Yusuf was appointed as the wazir of the khaza'in, of the storehouses of the treasures of Misr, he looked after the storehouses and ensured the proper and adequate storage of food supplies in the first seven years. Now, after those seven years, what happened? The years of famine began. And when the years of famine began, Egypt was well prepared. Right? Because the previous seven years had been spent in managing the food supply, storing them properly. So Egypt was well prepared, but the people of surrounding lands, they were not prepared and they were suffering from a great shortage of food supplies. And you see, when people are hungry they look for food. When they're hungry, they want food. And when they want food, they look for it. Which is why many women, what happens is that when they're fasting, they end up cooking a lot of food. Or they end up buying a lot of food. Why? Because they want to eat. So they fulfill that wish how? By preparing as much food as possible. But when they can actually eat, they can only eat a little bit. You will also see children who are very little when they're hungry. I remember a child once came to my house and it was lunchtime. And the mother was like, we'll just go, we'll just go. And uh, because she wanted to make sure that he would take a nap right after his lunch. But what happened? He started opening my refrigerator, opening my drawers. He was looking for food. He didn't care. He forgot all his manners, all his rules. He just wanted food. So then, you know, we fed him there and then he was taken. But this is what happens. When you're hungry, 
you look for food. Even if you have to travel really far, you will go. So what happened that people from the surrounding areas, from the neighboring areas, they all began pouring into Egypt in order to buy food from the Egyptians. And when they would come to buy food, they would obviously come to who? Yusuf a.s. Because he was, you could say, the manager of sales and distribution and everything. And people heard about not only food in Egypt, but also the generosity of Yusuf a.s. So they all came, one after the other, in order to get food. And news of this reached Palestine also. So what happened one day? The ten brothers of Yusuf came all the way from Palestine to Egypt to buy food. I want you to notice something. There was a time when Yusuf was so needy in that well, so desperate that waiting for just anybody to pull him out. When he was in that prison, waiting for just anybody to bring him out. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed Yusuf in such a position where he had so much authority that everybody was needy before him. Everybody was needy before him. People threw him in the well. They put him behind bars. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Yusuf so much authority, so much honor, that people came to him in order to fulfill their needs. Every person came to him for the fulfillment of his basic needs. And this was a reward in this dunya for the one who was patient. For the one who was patient in every situation and who abstained from negativity and he was a muhsin regardless of how people treated him. Allah brought him izzah. Allah brought him glory. So when these brothers came to buy food from him, فَعَرَفَهُمْ He recognized them. وَهُمْ لَهُ مُنْكِرُونَ And they had no idea about who he was. Maybe his name, he was Yusuf obviously. Maybe he was pronounced differently. He was a different country, different accent. And they probably never made the connection. We threw our brother somewhere in a well. He perhaps died. Or somebody who took him elsewhere. They could not imagine in their wildest of dreams even that Yusuf, their brother, was this man standing in front of them. If you are in this position that somebody who harmed you 50 years ago, 30 years ago, they come in front of you needy, what would you do? execute revenge let revenge happen and now everybody watch Yusuf doesn't even tell them about who he is he doesn't even tell them and what did he do he gave them food he sold it to them and then when he furnished them with their supplies from the root letters jim ha zay Jahaz is basically the luggage that a traveler packs in order to take along with himself on his journey. So, فَلَمَّا جَهَزَهُمْ Yusuf a.s. furnished them. Meaning, he prepared them so that they were all set to go. They were all set to go. Like any generous host or any generous salesperson, what would they do? They wouldn't just give you your shopping bags. What will they do? They will say, where's your car? I can carry this for you. Has it ever happened with you? But you go somewhere, 
Some people, they don't even bother to help you. And other people, they'll say, we can take this into your car for you. I remember once I went to buy meat from somewhere and there was a girl, she was selling me heavy box because you know a child with me, she carried that heavy box all the way to the car. I didn't pay her for that. But that was her generosity, her kindness. That she packed everything nicely and then she also carried it all the way to the car. So Yusuf salam, he's not just you know someone with a lot of authority. He's working. He's helping people out. He's there packing the food supplies, putting them on top of people's camels, on their donkeys, whatever. He's there doing all the work. فَلَمَّا جَهَزَهُمْ بِجَهَازِهِمْ And the brothers were all set to go back. قَالَ He said, Yusuf said to the brothers, أُؤْتُونِي You come to me, بِأَخِنْ With the brother, لَكُمْ for you. Meaning, next time that you come, bring your brother with you. مِنْ أَبِيكُمْ From your father. Meaning the brother who's your half-brother, through your father, make sure you bring him next time with you. How would Yusuf know that they had a brother? I mean, if he was not telling them that he was Yusuf, how did he know? Because you see, Yusuf he would only give one camel load per person. Per person. Has it ever happened that you are walking into the grocery store and you see 20 corns per family? Hmm? Two cases of water bottles per family. You're like, what's the big deal? Because the thing is that when there is a shortage of food supplies or food is being sold at a particular location at a good price, then what happens? People rush over there and they buy so much in order to stock up. But this is unfair. Because then the person who comes first, he will take a hundred items. And the person who comes 50th, he'll get nothing. So this is not fair. So this is why they put a minimum amount. So Yusuf had made this rule that if you want food, if you want grain from us, then you have to come yourself. Nobody can take a camel load for his uncle and a camel load for his auntie and a camel load for his nephew and a camel load for his nephew's father-in-law's uncle. No. You want it, you have to come yourself. Because this was a way of controlling the food supplies. Because then, you know, people could lie. Oh, we have 10 families back home. We have 50 families back home. No. If you want it, you have to come yourself. So these brothers, when they came, they must have said that we also have a brother back home and our father does not allow him to travel with us because he doesn't trust us, huh? because he loves him too much, whatever they must have said. So Yusuf said, next time when you come, bring your brother with you so that we can give food to him also. We cannot send his share with you, he has to come himself. Don't deprive him, bring him with you. And why won't you bring him? Alatarawna, don't you see? That anni, that indeed I, ufil kayla, I fulfill the measure. Wa ana khairul munzirin, and I am the best host. Don't you see that I don't cheat you? Whatever money you give, I give you 100%, right? And ana khairul munzirin. Munzirin is a part of munzil, and munzil is one who makes someone descend, one who makes someone come down, alright? And munzil is also used for a host. Because a good host, what does he do? He comes to your car when you reach your destination and they help you come out of the car also. They help you unpack. So he said, I am a very good host also. Why won't you come? If he comes, then I will give him generously also. فَإِلَّمْ تَأْتُونِي بِهِ And he also warned them that if you do not bring him, if you do not bring him to me, فَلَا كَيْلَ لَكُمْ عِنْدِي Then you have no measure near me. Meaning you can't buy anything from me. Because then I can't trust you. I can't trust you. 
You say that you have a brother and you want to buy for him. How do I know whether you really have a brother or not? Bring him next time. Otherwise, I can't trust you and I cannot sell anything to you. وَلَا تَقْرَبُونِي And do not come near to me. Don't even think about coming back. So in a way, he encouraged them on the one hand, bring him. Why won't he come? And on the other hand, he also threatened them. If he doesn't come, I'm sorry, I can't help you then. You have to bring him. Why? Yusuf salam, he wanted to make sure his brother came. Just imagine how happy he must have been, right? That I can see my brother maybe. I'll find out from him about our father, about how things are. I don't want to disclose my identity to these brothers of mine. It's not time yet. See how patient he is? If we were in his place, I'm Yusuf. Really, we would do that. We would do that. Immediately we would tell. He's so patient. He's so calm. He waits for the right time. So he wanted to make sure that his brother came to Egypt. Kalu, They said, سَنُرَاوِدُ عَنْهُ أَبَاهُ سَنُرَاوِدُ رَوْدْ Remember we did this word earlier? Hmm? That we will attempt to convince عَنْهُ about him, أَبَاهُ Our father. Meaning we will attempt to dissuade his father. We will try our best to convince our father to send him with us. وَإِنَّ لَفَاعِلُونَ And you know what? We're not just going to try, we're actually going to do it. We're going to make sure he comes with us. Now the brothers are really tempted. I mean, you get food here, such a good price, such a good place, this man is so generous, he's so hospitable, and why won't we come here again? So they said, we're going to make sure we come back, and we're going to make sure our brother comes with us. وَقَالَ لِفِتْيَانِهِ And Yusuf السلام, he said to his fitian, fitian is a plural of fata. We did the word earlier also, fatayan. Fata is used for a young boy, but it's also used for a servant boy, because many people who serve others, of this age. And really, this is the best time to serve others. It's the best time. Don't wait to become a mother, to become, you know, 30 or something to serve others. No. When you're 16 and you have strength in your body and you are, you know, you've got no pressure in the sense that not many things in life to do, this is the time to really serve others and help them. This is the time to serve others. So, Yusuf salam said to his servant boys, اِجْعَلُوا put بِضَاعَتَهُمْ Their merchandise. What is بِضَاعَةَ? وَأَسَرُّوهُ بِضَاعَةَ We did this word earlier. بِضَاعَةَ is that which is set aside for the purpose of for the purpose of selling so that you can make profit off of it. So بِضَاعَةَ was basically the price that they had paid. Because they sold that to Yusuf and in exchange what did they take? Grain, food. Because these days we have money. Back then, how did people buy and sell? Through exchange of items. Right? So Yusuf said to his servant boys, put their bid'a, their merchandise, fi rihalihim, in their saddlebags. Rihal from rahl. Rahl is that object in which a traveler puts his stuff in. So for example, a sack, a bag, a box, okay? Anything like that in which you put your stuff in when you're traveling. So he said, put their merchandise in their saddle bags. In other words, return the money to them. And do it secretly. Don't let them find out. لَعَلَّهُمْ So that they 
يَعْرِفُونَهَا They can recognize it. إِذَنْ قَلَبُوا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ When they return to their families, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they can come back, they can return. What did he do here? He basically returned their items to them without the brothers even finding out about it. Mohsin, right? He's doing ihsan. He's not even charging his brothers for the food that they're buying. And they're ten brothers. So you're talking about a lot of food. Ten brothers. You know how much men eat, right? MashaAllah. And then each of them had families, had wife, children. They had relatives back home, so they must have purchased a lot of food and they must have given a big price to Yusuf Yusuf is such a muhsin. He's returning that money to them secretly. Tell me, if someone who's done zulm on you, and I mean zulm, clearly zulm, they have been unjust to you, they have harmed you, they have made you suffer. They've caused you to be hungry, they've caused you to cry. They've caused you to be deprived of your basic rights. If they come before you as needy, would we think about even doing any kind of ihsan to them? Any kind of ihsan? Yusuf returned their money to them. And he said, put their merchandise back in their bag so that when they go home, they recognize it. Don't put something else. Put their merchandise. The same thing that they gave us, put that thing in their bags. So that when they go, they recognize it as their own. And then this will be an incentive for them to come back. How will this be an incentive for them to come back and get food? How? Because they would see the generosity of Yusuf that this man is really so generous that we should definitely go back. Why shouldn't we go back? He gave it all to us for free. And you know that if someone's been generous to you, you go to a store and they give you a bag full of samples, what would you do? What would you do? Even if you don't need anything, you'll go back in hopes that you might get another free sample. Right? And you'll just get by using samples only. Right? This is what we want to do. Every few months, go to that nice lady who works at that department store and go ask her for a nice sample of a perfume and another sample, another sample. She's so generous. She doesn't even charge you anything. Right? Just go for sampling and get a whole lot for free. When we get things for free, we are tempted to go again and again. Yusuf wanted to make sure that they came back. This is why he did it. فَلَمَّا رَجَعُوا إِلَىٰ أَبِيهِمْ Then when they returned to their father, قَالُوا they said, يَا أَبَانَا O our father, مُنِعَ مِنَّ الْكَيْلِ Further measure has been denied to us. مُنِعَ It's been prevented. Meaning, we can't buy any more food. فَأَرْسِلْ مَعَنَا So send with us, أَخَانَا Our brother. Because we have been told that unless our brother comes with us, we're not going to be able to buy anything. So please send him with us. نَكْتَلْ we will be given measure, naktal from kail, meaning we will be given measure of food. Wa inna lahu lahafizun, and indeed, surely we will guard him. Don't worry about him going. Inshallah, there will be khair in this. If he comes with us, we'll get more food, and of course, we will protect him. Wa inna lahu lahafizun. Does that remind you of something? What? What they had said to him earlier. Let Yusuf come with us. Why don't you trust us? We are an usba. We will protect our brother. Let him come play. And over here they're saying, but that time they were lying. This time they're really honest. Hmm? They're saying that we will guard him because they had no intention of doing any harm to Binyamin. They were being honest here. 
What happened? Qala, Yaqub said, Hal amanukum alayhi? Should I entrust you with him? Amanu, Hamza Mimnoon. Amana ala, to give something as a trust to someone. Believe in them. So in other words, should I believe in you? Should I entrust you with him? Illa except kama, just as amintukum, I entrusted you ala akhihi, his brother, min qabl before, a long time ago, I trusted you with the brother of Binyamin, Yusuf. And what did you do? And now you're asking me that I should trust you with respect to Binyamin? You say that you're going to guard him. And you said you were going to guard Yusuf also. The fact is that you cannot guard. فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا So Allah is the best guardian. He is the best guardian. You say you will look after him, but I don't trust you. I don't rely on your number. I don't rely on your power. I don't believe you. You know, your words. فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا وَهُوَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ And he is the most merciful of those who show mercy. What is he saying over here basically? That I lost Yusuf at your hands by trusting you. How can I trust you again? I can't trust you. What does this show? That the brothers of Yusuf had lost their trust basically. Their father did not trust them. Why? Was he genuine in that? Not trusting these ten sons of his? Was he genuine in that? How? Why? Because they had betrayed his trust before. Remember, it takes a lifetime to build a trust. And it takes a few moments to destroy it. And once you destroy it, it's very, very difficult to build that trust again. So it's very important that before we do anything, before we say anything, before we break a promise, before we share anything, it's necessary that we make sure that this is not going to be a violation of anyone's trust. It can never be the same. They say that trust is like a piece of paper when you crumple it up and then you flatten it out. It can never be the same. You may even try to iron it. It's not going to straighten. It will never straighten because you've destroyed it. You've marred it for life. You've ruined it for life. And no matter how sorry you are afterwards, people are not able to trust you. So these trusts, they are basically what make a relationship successful. Between parents and children, between husband and wife, between siblings, between friends, employer and employee, any person, don't lose their trust by lying to them, by cheating to them, by being dishonest to them. With their wisdom, they didn't make many promises because they knew that more promises that we make, the difficult it becomes to keep. Exactly. Don't claim too many things. These brothers are saying, وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ We'll guard him. We'll guard him. If we are here, who can harm our brother? But the fact is that you are still a human being. So don't claim to do what you cannot do. Don't promise what you are unable to fulfill. Realize that you are weak. And this is why he says, the father, Ya'qub that فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا Allah is the best guardian. Because how much can people protect? No matter how much people protect, that protection is always going to be deficient. Real protection comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when a person realizes this, that real protection comes from Allah, 
then he seeks protection from him. And when he seeks protection from him, then this is what helps him develop a relationship, a bond with his Lord. So seek help, seek protection from who? Allah alone. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ And when a person thinks that he's self-sufficient, he doesn't need Allah's protection, he can manage on his own, he can take care of his affairs, then this makes him arrogant and it prevents him from asking Allah. And whoever does not ask Allah, then remember that Allah is angry with him. Whoever does not ask Allah, Allah is angry with him. So the more a person relies on Allah, and in every step he seeks Allah's help, the closer he draws to Allah. Because you see, people, they're not able to fulfill their trust always. Why? Because firstly, they're human beings, they're prone to committing a sin, they might break that trust. And secondly, they're human beings, so they're weak. They may honestly want to fulfill that trust, but they're incapable. So don't place your trust in people, place your trust in who? Allah Azza wa Jal. And remember that He is also Arhamur Rahimeen. Most merciful of those who show mercy. Because there are many people who show that they are going to protect you, but you are scared to even speak to them. They don't have any soft corner in their heart for you. But Allah, He is Arhamur Rahimeen. So what's the lesson then? Don't break your trust. And seek protection from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Protection from your nafs, protection from shaitan, protection from your evil, from your sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. We listen to the recitation of these verses. قالوا سنراود عنه أباه وإنا لفاعلون وقال لفتيانه جعلوا بضاعتهم في رحالهم لعلهم يعرفونها لعلهم يعرفونها إذا قلبوا إلى